Hello, and thank you for joining us for Broncos Post Game Live. I am Phil Milani. We got a packed house tonight to talk about another disappointing game here for the Broncos as they fall 19 to 16 to the LA Chargers. I'm here with Todd Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, and Nick Ferguson. Let's go around the horn, guys. Uh, what are your, your thoughts on the on the loss here? I'm just so frustrated with the offense. They keep putting the defense in bad position, um, and you know they were on the field a lot this game. You know, they have 15 play drives, 14 play drives, and every after every long drive, it would be a three and out. Or it would be a big fourth down stop, then all of a sudden they get, you know, a punt. Or it's a pick interception, you go three plays, zero yards. You know, what are we doing? I feel like we need to have more offense. There needs to be more uh, big plays happening and generating more points scored. Yeah, and for me, I, you know, I look at the overtime. You know, you got third and one. You know, you got Latavius Murphy, you give him the ball, you give him the ball, he's averaging three or four yards a pop. You get to third and one, then you drop back and you pass the ball. When I'm thinking of that, okay, give him the ball again, but instead they pass. And then you go to the second drive at overtime, and the next thing you know, they're, you know, they're, they're running the ball or passing a ball, you know. So, I mean, for me, it's like the play call. I feel like it's kind of backwards, you know. Uh, but, you know, I feel for the Broncos fans. Obviously, you know, they wanted Russell Wilson to come in and, you know, win some games, but it hasn't happened yet. But for me, like, I look at it, too, as, like, give it some time as well, you know. Uh, give it some time. You got a new coach. You got a new quarterback. Just give it some time, and hopefully these guys start winning. Mm, listen, I I'm with it, man. You give it some time, but time is running out. Okay, look, check out these uh, stats in the first half. First half, Russell was 10 for 10 for 116 yards. Second half, five of 18 for 62 yards. What happened to the passing play? Greg Dulcich finally came back, caught a touchdown, and the tight ends disappeared. So once again, all of this, I don't want to say blame, but a lot of the tension will now shift on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, all of the playmakers for the Broncos really struggled, especially in that second half. Corlin Sutton only had two catches for 14 yards in this one. Judy only three catches. Dulcich two catches. It was a struggle for the Broncos there. No first downs by either team in overtime. Uh, let's check out some of the highlights. We'll show you how things unfolded out there at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, the Broncos uh, got off to a hot start. They had 11 days off before facing the Chargers in this one, and uh, they were humming. First quarter, Russell Wilson escapes a pocket, and guys, this is what Russell Wilson is legs. supposed to do. Use those legs. He finds Jerry Judy for 37 yards, and then on the very next play, they didn't waste any time. It's Greg Dulcich just activated off of IR, making his NFL debut in his hometown. Todd, what happened on this play? Somebody didn't do their job, but that's not our fault. You know, we take full <laughs> advantage of that, and we're going to get those points. Okay, he scores a touchdown, but guys, this is the Broncos. You knew it was going to come down to something. It's a tie game here in overtime. Things uh, kind of a slugging away here, and then Montreal Washington gets bumped into by his own guy, P.J. Locke. That's a legal play, and then 39 yards here for the Chargers, and, of course, he banged it through the final. The Chargers... Uh, win this one 19 to 16 the final the Broncos uh, have now lost three games in a row you look at uh, the total yards here the Broncos uh, just 73 yards on the ground but uh, oh, I'm sorry that's a uh, that's the Chargers there's 73 yards on the ground just 160 yards passing for the Broncos and then also uh, time of possession there uh, way in favor for the Chargers uh, 
talking about Russell Wilson, uh, why do you think it is, Todd, that at the beginning of the game, 10 for 10, things look so good, and then it just he disappears out there? Well, the beginning of the game, he was using his legs. That's what we've been asking for him to do um, the entire season. I feel like that's when he really got into a group, and that's when he was really making things happen. That's when he's at his best using his legs, making people miss and be able to extend drives and plays. Um, I even like the zone read option, you know, making people respect his legs with him having the ability to pull it at any time. When Russ uses his legs, the Broncos will be successful. You agree, Emmanuel? I mean, what do you see? 100 percent. Like when you think of Russell Wilson in Seattle, I don't see Russell as a pocket passer. I see even on the touchdown play, you see him scooting up in a pocket, using his legs and darting the ball to the tight end. And that's that's what we want to see. You know, as Broncos fans, that's what we want to see. We want to see that Russell magic. We don't obviously. Yeah, we want to be a pocket passer. But we, we these days, the quarterback position is being played totally different. Like you have to use your legs. You have to be able to extend plays. And I know Russell's getting older and he probably want to be a pocket passer and this and that, but you got to use your legs to be able to win games. And so the rust that I saw today, obviously not in overtime, and sometimes it's the play calling too, but the rust that I saw today was an improvement, and I think that this was his best game as a Bronco so far. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with the man. It was his best game, but the problem was I think it was the offensive line. There was a lot of pressure on Russell throughout the entire game, and I think that changed the type of calls that uh, Nathaniel Haggett wanted to call for Russell. So when you cannot move the ball in the passing game and you cannot move a guy one yard in the run game, that becomes somewhat of an issue. But you're right. you got to get Russell out on the edge. That's where he's been his best. They were juggling that offensive line all day. I mean, of course, uh, Garrett Bowles done for the season with a broken leg. But uh, on the right side, Cam Fleming got the start. But then Billy Turner comes in. Uh, he had four sacks. Did you think his shoulder was bothering him at all, Todd? I mean, he was cleared. was not on the injury report at the end of the week. But uh, we know that he's been dealing with some stuff. No, he looks good. I think he's a good uh, good player, and I think he fights through adversity. I think he's better when he faces adversity. So maybe he needs to be, like, a little bit more, like, under the radar, not knowing if he's going to play, and he'll come out and play well. Like, like they said, this was his best showing as a, as a Bronco so far, so I look for him to improve on this night. Uh, the Broncos are uh, one of the lowest scoring teams, so I think the lowest scoring team in the NFL. Just 16 points again here tonight. Are you feeling better about this Broncos team? Uh, they've lost three games in a row. They've dropped the two and four. Uh, as a fan, are you feeling encouraged by this, or are you you're saying hey, they got to give me that Broncos offense in the first quarter? <laughs> I think that's what everybody said. Give me that Broncos offense in the first quarter, not the Broncos offense that was in overtime. That offense, the play calling, it was shaky. And and, and as, as a viewer and as a, as a Broncos fan, you know I think we were all thinking the same thing on that third and one. I'm thinking run the ball. And it just seems like things are backwards. And obviously, it's, it's, it's like you're watching the same game over and over. You see a repeat of all the games. And it's just, they just got to figure it out. And like I said, this new coach, new quarterback, it's a lot of new pieces going around. You just got to kind of give it time. But hopefully, they figure it out. But as of right now, I'm not optimistic that they will based off what I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, so here's one thing. You, you're the offensive guy here on the set. So, I mean, we keep talking about waiting for the offense to click and just kind of do certain things. If you know that you're having issues with your offensive line while receiving play calling this issue, at what point do you simplify things? 100%. And that's what they have to do. They have to simplify it. But I know sometimes we put it all on Rush, too. Oh, yeah, Rush, because he's the big name. But, hey, these guys got to get open, too. Joe, Judy got to get open. KJ got to get open. The offensive line has to block. You know, the play call has to be there. Everything has to get on the same page. And right now, it just doesn't seem like it's on the same page. Yeah. 
16 points, uh, not good enough, and they wasted a heck of a performance by this Broncos defense. Let's go out uh, field level to SoFi Stadium and check in with Hall of Famer Steve Atwater and Eric Dalala. Thanks, Phil. Uh, Steve, another disappointing loss there. The Broncos just three points in the second half in overtime. The offense, again, just it, it seems like they can't consistently put things together. Yeah, couldn't get anything really going. Uh, it's unfortunate because Tango, San Diego Chargers, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers, they really weren't able to get their run game going. Neither did we, but uh, they were able to put together a lot of short passes, intermediate passes, kind of nickel and dime us uh, to, to kind of move the ball and have a longer uh, possession time than we had. And in the end, I think that was kind of the difference. They they held, held the they had the ball, the ball more than we did, nickel and diming us away, and we, we just really couldn't have any sustained drives in the second half. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the second half. In the first half, the Broncos did do some good things. Greg Dulcich obviously catches the touchdown. The Broncos seem like they're in position. They go down the end of the first half, go up 13-10, but just like you mentioned, couldn't do enough in the second half. But, Steve, this defense, they did everything they possibly could to try to make things happen. What would you see from them? Yeah, well, the defense, they, they've been playing well all season. Uh, I don't think anyone's surprised at their level of play. Uh, I know it's very disappointing for them to come out and lose another uh, tough ball game where they, they were on the field quite a bit because our offense really couldn't get going. Uh, but, yeah, they, they did their part. They got to feel good about it, although uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, pass interference calls, few pass interference calls. Damari Mathis, he'll pop, pop back from that young guy. Uh, I think his future is very bright, though. Uh, yeah, I think overall great, great performance by the defense, but, again, it's not enough. Yeah, and I think Justin Herbert, three consecutive games with at least three touchdowns against division opponents. He didn't have any tonight. The Broncos' defense did their part, but it just wasn't enough. Steve, you mentioned the penalties there, and that's an area I think Broncos can clean up right away maybe. Hopefully they've got to, but more than 150 yards, that really hurt them. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been an issue from the first game of the season, uh, and it really hasn't gotten better, and they got to really make a concerted effort to improve the, the, the discipline of the defense. Again, uh, a lot of those, I think four or five were, were uh, pass interference calls, uh, but again, all the other ones... We definitely got to clean up. We got to clean up those four or five as well, the, the pass interference calls. But uh, all of them together, it just doesn't make for winning football. And you, you're not going to win a lot of games when you have 150-plus yards uh, in penalties. Yeah, a couple of times the Chargers had third and five, third and six, a penalty by the Broncos gives them either a, a short third down or a first down. They got to find a way to play clean football here. Phil, uh, another loss on a, on a road trip against the division. Broncos have to find a way be, to be better. Back to you. Uh, very. I mean, this is this is very disappointing. Uh, we need to have a lot more urgency across the board. Uh, starts with me as a coach, going to all the other coaches, and then to the players. Uh, players need to be, uh, you know, just more urgent. Uh, we we had some opportunities there, and we got to execute at a higher level. We got to come up with some better plays. I'm going to have to look at the tape on that one. That's what we'll do now on our, on our trip back. we got a short week. Uh, we got to clean that stuff up, uh, see how many opportunities we had, if there was something else we could have gotten to. But uh, felt like we had had a good plan, and uh, in the end, just it didn't come together. You talked a lot about your, your commitment to the run game and your belief in that. How much does it handicap what you're trying to accomplish offensively when you can't run the ball? 
Uh, early, it seemed like we weren't doing as well. The pass game was a little bit better. Uh, started getting the run game going a little bit in the second half, but then had to convert on some third downs. Uh, I think the third down thing is uh, very frustrating also. Uh, I don't think we were very good. I haven't seen the stats yet, uh, but we definitely weren't continuing those drives, and we got to keep our defense off. I, I know time of possession, we didn't have the ball enough, and uh, we got to be better on offense. And as a coaching staff, we're going to put our head down, and, and we're going to keep working on this short week. I'm going to have to go back and look at those and see where they came from, how they happened, and how we can hopefully prevent more of those. Uh, we've been harping on that uh, quite a bit. I think both teams had a lot of penalties in this game. I think uh, last I heard, I think we had 10. I don't know if they had 10 or, or 9 or something like that. Uh, but again, we just got to play cleaner football uh, across the board. I mean, first and foremost, it starts with me. You know, I've, I feel like I can do more and uh, continually work to try to find the best schemes for our players. Uh, we'll have to look at this game and see where some of those things uh, broke down. Uh, but we got to come up with better plays for the guys, and the guys got to be better at executing them. So it's a combination of all of us working together, coming together, and, and making sure we're doing all the right stuff. I thought he did a good job. It looked like he went in there and was running, running very hard, running downhill. Uh, he was making contact and falling forward. So that was really good to see. And I'll have to look at the tape and see how the other two guys did. Uh, but he definitely got into a rhythm. We had planned originally that we wanted to get Billy in there and let him have a little run. Uh, and so he came in there. And he was playing at a high level. And then we decided to move Cam over to the left side. Uh, I'll be able to look at the tape a little closer and see where we'll move forward with that. Uh, not that I know of, no. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I think all those guys know that. They're disappointed. I'm disappointed. Uh, we have to look from within. Every single person has to look at themselves, how we can all get better, uh, whether, whether it's the penalties, whether it's the self-inflicted wounds, what we can correct to uh, be able to move forward. Because uh, there's still a lot of football left, and we got to grow. We got to be better as a team all around. It starts with me and the, the offense. And then uh, we got to keep the defense off the field. Special teams got to be better. I mean, there are so many different things. You know, We're always hard on ourselves, and uh, we'll be sure to correct those things and make sure we move forward and, and get better. Thank you. All right, that's Broncos uh, head coach Nathaniel Hackett talking at the podium there. Uh, obviously frustrated, said he's got to look at the tape uh, here after the Broncos lose 19-16 to the L.A. Chargers. We're back here in studio with Todd Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, and Nick Ferguson. Guys, uh, we've heard from uh, Coach Hackett a lot here, saying a lot of the similar type of things. It seems like every single one of these games, Nick, come right down to the wire, and there's like one or two calls that are going to be talked about all week long. Well, see, Phil, you said it comes down to one or two calls. Usually when you go back through, it's like four, five, six, seven calls. Now, the problem for me is not just the play calling, but it's the offensive line, but the biggest thing is penalties. I know DeMar Mathis, young guy, 
for PI calls. That's it, tough. He, he's, he's learning this game. But other than that, these are drive killing penalties offensively or drive extending penalties from a defensive standpoint. You can't do that when you know that your team really isn't that good and you can't overcome adversity, but it, it happens time and time again. We, we hear the same thing over and over at the podium. Come on, let's be totally honest. You know, I need to make better calls. I need to do this. At, at some point, you have to do that. And fans hearing that, they're getting upset because they're wanting the same thing. When is it going to change? 100%. And who's going to change if it? If I'm a fan, go up to the podium and show some emotion. Mm. Show some emotion. Like, we got to get this together. We got we to gotta do something. Show some, oh, we got to But again, like I told you guys, I don't remember a first-year coach being under this much scrutiny or just Broncos, like, in general. I can't remember a time. And maybe it's because of these games are tight and, and these play calls and whatever. But that's a lot of scrutiny for a first-year head coach. And it, it's like one of those, like, I'm looking at it like a pressure situation. Like, is this guy going to get fired at the end of the year? Like, that's what it's no. making it seem like. But, again, I keep reverting back. And I know people don't want to hear it, but he's a first-year head coach. But we do want him to go up to the podium and at least bring more more energy in terms of we're going to get it fixed instead of, you know, like, hey, I got to go back and report. We don't want to hear that anymore. Obviously, he's, he's under a lot of scrutiny right now. We don't want to hear that. And obviously, the Broncos got to fix got, got some things to fix. And he's stating the obvious, yeah. you know, but, you know, at the same time, they get they, get, they do have to get it right. You know what I mean? And to your point, e, I think why he's under so much scrutiny is he's an offensive coordinator that can't get the offense to work. Um, and then you look on the other side of the ball, Ezero, Evero, first time defensive coordinator, and they're playing like lights out. Lights out. Um, so why can't you get the offense working? And uh, I'm frustrated with hearing the same thing every time he comes to the podium. And then week in and week out, I think it's the same problems. I would understand as a new head coach if new problems arose every week, but the same problems consistently, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the defense just a little bit. Uh, uh, Alex Singleton had like 19 tackles out there. Uh, uh, Baron Browning is playing out of his mind. What, what have you seen from uh, some of these linebackers? Though? Yeah, they're looking really good. Alex Singleton with 19 tackles uh, all over the field, uh, making big plays, making some nice hits. I love to watch him play. I think he's doing a great job in Josie's absence. I hope that he keeps it up. Uh, Baron Browning is playing like a Pro Bowl uh, defense and outside linebacker right now. Um, it feels like he's really unblockable. Um, he not only has sacks, picks, uh, forced fumbles, um, he creates a lot of hurries and pressures that cause for errant balls by the opposing offensive uh, quarterback. So he's doing a great job all the way around. Uh, that linebacker core is going to be something special if we if they keep growing like this. And the secondary is looking too good too. Uh, e, I mean, Pat Sertan going up against uh, Mike Williams. I think Williams only had like five targets. What what have you seen from yeah, uh, PS2? I mean, they definitely went through on the Pat Sertan. Uh, the rookie back is obviously you know he had all the pass interference calls, but I mean they were going at him. Uh, but man, once again, this Broncos defense they're they're doing their job. You know, and and that is, it just kind of sucks because they're they're having offensive woes, but. I mean, Justin Simmons, those guys are playing good. Uh, they're playing great. I mean, no complaints on my end on, on the defense. It almost felt like the Broncos were going to have to force a turnover to get to score there at the end of the game. Uh, Nick, uh, one guy who was back, Justin Simmons, uh, what did you see from the defense tonight? Well, for me, I saw a tenacious defense. And this is defense is uh, the group that's still keeping this team alive. And watching them go out and Baron Brown and get the turnover on the 30-yard line and you still can't score points, to me that's very difficult. But I'll tell you this, and people may say something negative to me uh, about this, but Baron Browning, he's the Broncos' version of the Cowboys' Michael Parsons. I mean, he can rush, he can drop, he's an impact player. He, he's your do-everything type of guy. So for me, if I'm a Jura Everett, who's doing one heck of a job, 
How about moving him around a little so you can create more plays? Because when he's not on the field, it's easier for opposing quarterbacks to move the ball down the field. I think he's playing great, but that's a huge compliment. Wait, I did say that he was uh, the Broncos version of Michael Parsons. That's, <laughs> that's, I did that's say that. a huge compliment. Yeah, that's but, a, hey, that's I'll a, take it, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I'll let you have it, though, you know. But, <laughs> hey, but like, well, like we said, the Broncos defense, they're playing, they're playing, they're playing well. You know, it's, it's on the offensive side of the ball. We, they, got, they got to fix those problems. Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, the, the leader's responsibility in that locker room to keep this team together. One of those guys is uh, Justin Simmons. Let's go inside the Broncos locker room and check in with Sidney Jones. Thanks, Phil. Here with safety, Justin Simmons. Justin, a hard-fought battle here in Los Angeles tonight, but the defense I mean, looked as good as ever. Consistent group here. What did you think overall about the defensive effort? Um, you know, at the end of the day, it just uh, wasn't good enough. I think, uh, you know, we got to find a way to win. I said earlier in the week it was a must-win. Um, you know, they're right before overtime started you know we got together and you know just hit home one more time like we gotta win this gotta find a way to win it and uh i don't know you know uh um i don't know we just gotta find a way to win justin we saw the passion from you at the end of regulation there given that speech before overtime what what all did you say to the group we gotta we gotta win this like Everything that happened beforehand doesn't matter. Penalties, missed opportunities, Emmys, um, it didn't matter. Uh, you know, what mattered was finding a way to win. And uh, we had chances, but, I mean, that, that those don't matter because we, we didn't capitalize. So, um, yeah, we, we just got to find a way to, you know, turn this thing around. What was Coach Hackett's message to the team, you know, following the game today here in the locker room? Um, it's a lot of emotion, so... You know, his message is we just, you know, hard look in the mirror and uh, we got to stay together, you know. Uh, it is what it is, 2-4, and 0-2 oh in the West. Um, but the only way to change it is to, is to fight through it. I mean, it's a season of adversity. You know, it's going to be a roller coaster. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to control our own own destiny, you know, like in terms of figuring out how to turn this around. No one's just going to give us give it to us. So, yeah, we just got to find a way to turn this thing around together as a team. Justin, appreciate your time. Thank you. Back to you, Phil. Thank you very much, uh, Sydney. I appreciate that. Uh, Justin Simmons obviously uh, looking a little bit, uh, you know, down in the locker room after after a tough game like that. Guys, uh, what is it like when one side of the ball is playing so good and the other side is struggling out there in the locker room? How, how do you guys pick each other up, or is there some fighting? What what goes on in there? Yeah, you try to be as encouraging as you can. Um, you know, to have your other side of the ball really pick up the slack. Um, but at some point, it's going to be some arguments. It's going to be a lot of frustration, and it's going to be some words said. Um, like, pick pick it up. <laughs> you, there's nothing else to <laughs> say. Tell like, truth, you know Tom. what I'm saying? <laughs> at, some point, at some point, the conversation is going to have to be had, and I think Justin Simmons is the man to have that conversation. I know he's really hurt right now. He's been a part of some um, – not the best teams, yep. you know, came right after the Super Bowl, so he's seen kind of like the downturn. He expected this to be their year to really do some great things, and he's frustrated, and I will be too. I think that's part of it, right, E? Like, there was a lot of expectations for this team, and then to start 2-4, and four, that kind of is part of the emotional, that's the difficulty with the, this. 100% expectations, but, you know, at the same time, the defense is playing 
good. The offense isn't playing good, but you know, there you can't divide a locker room because that's only going to cause even more problems. So, you know, obviously, if I'm Justin Simmons, he's a true leader. I know Justin's like, man, we, we just got you got to stay positive through it. And even right now, you hear me talking like, yeah, obviously, yeah, I want to down the Broncos and I want to get on them, but at the same time, what good would that do? You got to kind of stay positive. You got to stay opt optimistic, but you also got to speak the truth as well mm -hmm. and say, okay, we got problems that we have to fix. But as far as the defensive player walking over, oh, off, imagine in a locker room, oh, yeah. Y'all need to get y'all stuff together. We fuck. I mean, we, we win as a team. We lose as a team. Like, there's there's no point of even arguing about it, you know. But, like, I can't keep saying it over and over again. The defense is playing outstanding. And, we, they, like, the, the elephant in the room is obviously the offense has to get their stuff together. All right. So, let's keep it real for a second. Here's what, here's what happens. Everyone's frustrated. Now, as a professional, you're not going to say what you want to say 100%. at the podium. You're not going to do that because as a family, you don't air your dirty laundry in front of everyone. Now, when you get home with mama or you get in the car, <laughs> mm -hmm. yes, hey, you, hey, you're, you're stopping the dashboard. Man, man, I'm, I'm yeah. doing everything I can do, exactly. man. They're not helping yeah. me out. That's exactly. Did you see me get, yeah. catch that interception? You're on the phone with your boys talking about, man, I was open. I did this. I did that. Gosh, but you, the idea is that you're frustrated. You never let it get out never. to the public. But if you think that there are guys on the defense who are not frustrated. You're fooling yourself. They're just kind of keeping it in-house. It even seems like it's on the offensive side of the ball, too, because they go three and out. You see on the sideline, and Melvin, he didn't, we'll talk about Melvin in just a little bit here, but, you know, Jerry Judy seems frustrated. The way that the game ended the other day against the Colts in overtime, there's frustration even on the offensive side of the ball, too. Yeah, they're, they're frustrated, especially Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton. Those guys need somebody to throw them the ball. Um, they're dynamic players, but you can only do so much when you're not your own quarterback. So I, I understand they're frustrating. They're, they're not getting the balls that they want or the targets that they want or the uh, plays directed towards them that they want. Um, they're rightfully frustrated, and I hope it changes. I know uh, Coach Hackett said we need, need better plays. Um, so let's put some plays together to really feature the dynamic players on our offense. Yeah, I know that wide receivers are always open. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know I was. <laughs> but if you're a guy like Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, how do you have that conversation with Russ? Yeah, especially Cortland. I mean, Cortland, yeah, every, like even down the stretch in overtime, they didn't go to him not one time. You got you got a, a player like that who's, in my in, in my opinion, a pro, is a Pro Bowl player, an all-pro caliber player. You're a playmaker, and you don't you don't go at him. And even you know down the stretch, I was saying, all right, throw a fade ball to Cortland, a back shoulder fade, a throw, just give him a shot, a dig route over the middle or something. But they didn't go to him. So I mean, if I'm in Cortland's position, of course I'm frustrated. But frustration also comes when you keep losing and you keep doing the same thing, and you're trying to figure it out, and that pressure starts to come to you as well. So. But at the same time, they got to figure out a way to get the ball in their playmakers' hands and, and make the right play call. I mean, the play call and just, I mean, in the first quarter, it looked amazing, you know. But, you know, and that, and that overtime, it just, everything just seemed backwards. See, I have to ask E a question because he's the only offensive guy up here. And like you said, he's always open. Yeah. So, so for, for guys like Jerry Judy and for Corlin Sutton, what would be the ideal routes for them to call? I mean, it, it depends on what the, what are their strengths. Obviously, Corlin, a big big physical guy. I mean, obviously, you 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 line him up on anyone, and I feel like he's the he's the favorite matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, then you got a guy like Jerry Judy. You put him in a slot. This guy's quick as lightning. I mean, his routes, the way that he runs his routes, the way that he he moves guys. You got to get him on those particular routes, option routes, and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously. 
I can't keep saying that they, they got to figure it out because you know you're in the NFL. You're getting paid to do your job as an offensive coordinator. You got to know the strength of your players, and you got you to utilize them. And right now, like down the stretch in overtime, they ran Jerry Judy on an out-and-up route, but to me that wasn't really a good play call. The, the corner was off. If, if I'm looking at it, either I'm going to throw a back shoulder or I'm going to get off of it and go to my big play guy, you know. And when I look at 2014 with Peyton Manning and me and Demarius, I feel like Peyton used to look left. Okay, he doesn't have the favorite matchup. I'm looking right. Demarius has a favorite matchup. I'm going to Demarius, you know. And it, it was just simple football. And sometimes when you see these offenses, they make everything so difficult when it doesn't have to be that difficult. You got playmakers, get the ball in your playmakers' hands. Yeah. It's that simple. Those guys, uh, they're they're talented. I mean, Corlin Sutton is a pro bowler. Uh, Jared Judy, so much expectations for him. Uh, give these guys a chance to see what they can do. Uh, this game took, uh, took a turn in overtime when uh, Montreal Washington was bumped into. Uh, here's him talking at his locker after the game. Uh, I just got to be louder. Communication, uh, it was loud in there. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't think he uh, could hear me, so that's that's on me. I'm a returner, so I got to be, you know, I got to be able to speak up. It's my job for him to hear me, you know what I mean? So uh, I just got to do better on my end, to be honest with you. That's not on him at all, I don't think, in my opinion. You, you've conquered adversity to get to this point. How hard is it to be involved in a play like that in a close game? Yeah, uh, it sucks, definitely sucks, you know what I mean? But uh, at the end of the day, you just got to move on from it and get ready for the next game we got coming up and don't let things like that happen again. Sorry for repeating this, but can you just walk us through what happened there on that last play? Yeah, last play, uh, it was just a little loud out there, I believe, and uh, I just wanted a fair catch to give us a great field position. Um, and I don't I don't think my guy heard me, which is on me, not on him at all. Like I repeat, it is not on PJ at all. In my opinion, I believe it's on me. It's my job for him to hear me out there. I got to scream. If I got to scream louder, it's, I just got to scream louder. Um, and, you know, we'll... But it, it's, it'll be fixed. No worries. What were you supposed to be yelling for him to get back or get out? What was the call on that when you're trying to communicate to him? Uh, it's just my job to yell, Peter. Uh, and that's just a call, you know, to get the guys out the way, to let them know that the ball is short. Uh, I just got to be louder. That's all. What was the level of frustration in this locker room after this loss? It sucks. It definitely sucks. But, uh, we, you know, we got to bounce back from it and get ready for the next uh, two games we got coming up before the bye week. Do you feel like there's been a lot of uh, – I mean, it's things happen for sure, but um, it's you know we'll bounce back from it for sure. Everybody, everybody work together. We'll work hard. We'll get back and practice, and we'll be ready for the next game. With that punt, it seems like the love of the law by the NFL says if you're going for a fair catch and someone's blocked into you, it shouldn't be a turnover. Mm -hmm. Did you get any explanation about that? Uh, no, nah, not at all. To be honest with you. Uh, like I said before, uh, it's my job for him to get out the way, like for me to get him out the way. So I just got to I gotta be louder. That's just all it is to it. I just got to be louder to help him out to where he can hear me. I know it was loud in there, but still, I, I, it's my job to be louder than what it is in there to help him out. So that's on me. How tough is it? It seems like there's oftentimes that Coach Hackett will point the finger at himself. Russell Wilson will point the finger at himself. Now you're doing that. People don't – there's not accusations going around the locker room. This guy's kind of taking it on himself, saying that was my bad. I got to be better. Uh, I mean, there's just no need to point fingers. I don't think at all. Uh, like I said, that's, it, it, it's my job. I'm the return man. You know what I mean? I'm the returner. Anything that happens back there, I'm back deep. It's my job to make sure things are, you know, done right, done the right way. So, uh, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll bounce back from it for sure. All right, guys, thank Montreal, you. Thanks for the Thank you.
That's Broncos returner Montreal Washington talking at his locker. Uh, we got a couple of uh, special teams pros up here. Guys, uh, explain why that play, what, what unfolded, and whose responsibility that was. Well, it's completely legal to block uh, the opposing player into his own returner. That's even taught in special teams meeting. They tell the gunners, if the corner that's blocking you is near the returner, push him into it. Uh, that's completely legal, and that's what happened there on that play. I know that he was saying it wasn't his fault, but I feel like P.J. Locke, as a defender, you got to know where you are. Uh, in accordance to where uh, the guy catching the punt is. So I feel like, you know, you got to be better uh, with your job on that one. You returned a couple of, of big-time kicks there. Uh, e, uh, what, what's your responsibility in those situations? Yeah, I mean, he was, he was saying it right. I mean, obviously, you gotta, you got to screen Peter. And, you know, he was taking accountability. He was saying it's my fault. But really, we all know that's, 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 that's a lot of fault, right? Like, he was screaming Peter. He has to get out of the way. And... Uh, it's just a bad play. I mean, I mean, it's just it's gonna be on. Come on, man! <laughs> like that's that's one of those plays, you know, that you don't want the game to end like that. Uh, but it, it definitely wasn't Washington's fault, you know. Uh, and and like Todd said, they teach that in a special team. So the special teams coach is the guy who made that play on the Chargers. The special teams coach is is like that was my coaching, you know what I mean? So, but you don't you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to end like that and. I mean, kudos to, to Washington for taking accountability, but it definitely wasn't his fault. Yeah, Montreal tried to be the good teammate and just say, hey, it was uh, basically my fault on that particular play. But you're right. Every guy is, is taught that. As a gunner, we're taught to run that return, that guy who's trying to block us into it. But, you know, not to throw P.J. under the bus, but that's something that, that you should know as a guy being a gunner or a guy blocking. Once you get to a certain depth, you look at the returner. Right. And then you get out of the way. And Montreal is saying, well, you know, I need to be louder. Let me tell you, <laughs> you're not going to hear him call Peter Peter. You have to know that. Like, hey, I'm blocking my guy. Where is he's, his, the return is depth? At some point, you have to now stop and go vertical and go block someone else. So PJ, I'm sure he is sick to his stomach about this particular play. But I mean, you can't harp on this now. The Jets are going to be here in six days. You got to move on. Uh, of course, uh, that led to the Chargers game-winning field goal, but there was a lot of other things going on with this Broncos team that led to this 19-16 uh, to 16 loss. Let's talk about the running back position a, a little bit here. Of course, Javante Williams done for the year a couple weeks ago uh, when he uh, tore his ACL. Been bad in the injury against the Raiders. It seemed like this was going to be Melvin's opportunity here to carry the load a little bit. That was not the case tonight, Todd. Yeah, they went and got uh, Latavius Murray, who was a good, strong back. A veteran back, there's a lot you don't have to teach a veteran back so he can step right in and get to playing. Uh, but I feel for Melvin Gordon. I feel like um, they should still be playing him. Maybe not as much, maybe a little bit less because of the fumbling problems, but not enough to uh, keep him on the sidelines and give him, I think, how many plays do he have? Only like eight plays. Yep. Um, I think he deserves more than that. He's still a high, high, uh, high caliber player. I think he's better than Murray on most nights when he doesn't fumble. Um, so I just want to see him, you know, get the ball, secure it, and hopefully play some more. Melvin Gordon, uh, three carries for eight yards. Latavius Murray, 15 carries for 66 yards. You know Latavius. He, uh, yeah, I played with Latavius in, uh, in New Orleans. He's a good back. Like, and like Todd said, he's a veteran back. He's one of those guys that any team can bring him in. You can plug him in, give him the ball. He's a downhill runner. He's, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. But, you know, as far as Melvin Gordon uh, in the NFL, it's about trust. And, you know, obviously those fumbles – even, you know, me watching the game now, you know, he's fumbled so many times I'm watching the game. And I love Melvin. I know Melvin. But, you know, I'm watching the game. I'm like, hold on to the ball. And, and the coaches feel the same way. The players feel the same way. When you're on the sideline and you see, 
and you, and, and you don't have that trust in a player, and you're saying every time they're handing the ball, you're saying, you know, oh, please hold on to the ball, that's shaky. And when you get in close games or, or games where it's like the pressure is on and we got to win, you, you kind of fade away from the guys that you don't trust. That's the nature of the National Football League. And so, you know, I feel for Melvin. I didn't, I didn't like how, you know, Monday night the television kept putting it on him and making it a big deal. I didn't like that. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the nature of the National Football League. Yeah, they could have done a better job not trying to spot shadow. Obviously, we all know what was going on with Melvin. But at the same time, the Broncos now have a new lead back. And it's Latavius Murray. And when the Broncos picked him up, the one thing I loved about him is that he's a big, tall guy. He keeps two hands on the ball. And he always fall forward, right? He's always falling forward. So I, I like the new addition. I, I want to see what this is going to look like with the third week. Uh, to understand Hackett's offense, how they're going to implement him against the Jets. But for me, I still feel as though I'm not as down on this team. And I told you guys I was going to tell you something that's probably going to oh. upset you guys. <laughs> but look around the league at all the standings. The Broncos technically are still in it because no one has really separated themselves unless you are the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Broncos can figuratively turn this thing around, but it's going to start with next week. Three and three feels a, a lot different if they would have won today versus two and four. I mean, that, that's just such a drastic uh, change there. Uh, let's, let's talk about that in just one second. Let's go to uh, Latavius Murray. He was uh, talking at his locker after the game. Uh, I think uh, O-line did a great job blocking. You know, I just tried to find holes and hit it. Um, you know, but I think overall we just got to uh, find a way to score points, um, score touchdowns, put it that way. Uh, and it's the same drive, so um, we just got to keep digging, keep finding ways to get better, and uh, I think we can turn it around. What do you think changed for, from the first quarter and then for the rest of the game with this offense? Again, I, I just think we came out, we started fast, uh, but we just weren't able to sustain drives. Um, so I, I, we just got to figure out a way to sustain drives, uh, keep the ball moving, keep just defense off the field, and when we get down there, score touchdowns. Were they throwing some different blitz looks at you? Yeah, they started to pick up the pressure for sure in the second half. Um, so, you know, that kind of hurt us too on, on, on a few. So, uh, but again, we got to, you know, got to find a way, got to figure it out. Uh, defense will bring zero every now and then. And so, uh, got to find a way to hurt them when they do. It's the hard Yeah, they, yeah they, they played great. Obviously, you know, like when you look at it, okay, it was field goals, right? So if we can convert some of those field goals to touchdowns, it's a different game. I'm sure their offense is saying the same thing, so our defense did what they were supposed to do. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, we if we can sustain drives, we can keep them off the field. Um, and, you know, we obviously on the field longer, controlling the, 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 the ball, controlling the tempo. Um, and then, again, when we get down there, we score touchdowns. So... That's how it should go. That's how you want it to go. Uh, but obviously it didn't. Yeah. Look, you know, it's we got a, a long season ahead of us. And, um, you know, we've all been there. I've, I've made, uh, you know, plays that I want back. Um, and so, you know, we, we, uh, we believe in him. Um, and so... You know, I'm, I have no doubt he'll uh, 
make that play next time, and it's a part of the game. We just got to uh, figure out a way not to beat ourselves. What does it mean for you that the coaches had the confidence, you know, you're new to the team, and yet in the most important time in overtime, they're coming to you? Yeah, um, I mean, it means a lot. Uh, you know, I just I try to stay ready. Obviously, you know, I played a lot, but I think if uh, – and I give myself a chance when I, you know, dive in the playbook and, and know what I'm supposed to do out there. And so, um, but it means a lot, all the trust in the world. I want it. I want to be out there. I want the ball. Um, and so, you know, very appreciative of that. That's Broncos running back Latavius Murray. Uh, guys, uh, let's wrap up the show now uh, talking about this Broncos team sitting at two and four, two division losses uh, here as they now have to turn the page and get ready for the Jets. Uh, where is this team right now, E? Yeah, I mean, when I look at this team, I think the, the reason why we all kind of feel the same is because this team could have won a lot more games. You know, when you look when you look at the record and how close those games have been, it's a lot of heartbreaking <laughs> that's been in this season. But, you know, the team that I saw in the first quarter and the way that Russell was playing, because at first I wasn't optimistic because of how Russell was playing. I was like, what is going on with Russ? Like, is he not picking up the playbook? Like, what is going on? But now, today, I saw the Russell Wilson using his legs, being able to escape the pocket. Now I'm looking at it like, now we need to implement more Better play calling. We got to get the playmakers involved. And, and like you said, they still got an opportunity to turn around. I'm not optimistic that they can turn around, but I don't want to look next week and they beat the Jets. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh man, I wasn't optimistic. So it's like one of those things that the NFL is like a roller coaster. You're riding it, you're riding it, you're riding it. And I try not to ride it. But as of right now, you did the stats. You got the paper there. <laughs> they can turn around. And as a Broncos fan, as a Bronco alumni, I hope they do turn around. Yeah, two and four, uh, it's been a struggle. But like you mentioned, some of these games are so close. Each game, just one possession here or there, that's a difference in, in some of these games. Maybe a touchdown instead of a field goal, and this team could easily be five and one even. 100%. I mean, uh, it's been tough. Uh, Nick, what have you seen? Well, for me, uh, I've seen a team that's played great football defensively. Offensively, they have struggled. When you look at every single game that they play, with exception of the Las Vegas Raider game, They've been in every single game. So, for me, this is why they still have me on the string. they still pulling me <laughs> in because it's like, okay, all we have to do is get a couple plays here, cut down our penalties, and then we'll be good. But right now, this team needs to find themselves. They need on that flight back, they need to sit back in the back of that plane and talk to one another about what they need to do and continue to hold one another accountable. So you're almost done, but then you get that text, and then you're saying, okay. I'll yeah, keep me on the string, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep me on the string. Uh, what are you seeing, Todd? You know, I think this team um, still has the potential to be um, a good team coming down the stretch. Um, I think that they have to take the time to figure out what they do right on offense um, and figure out the kinks to get the, get the things done that they need to get done. Um, I know, E, you know, every, every offensive coordinator has his first 15 plays, mm -hmm. um, and they're going to run those plays the first 15 of the game. And um, that's things that yeah, they've schemed sp specifically for the opposing defense and are usually their best plays. It seems like the first 15 worked out for the Broncos, and they kind of got away from it. Um, I like to see them get back to it, uh, maybe some more time. I know they had a little bit of a mini-buy by playing on Thursday night. feel like it played off paid out for them in the first quarter. I think they played well. So hopefully um, they can play these next two games, get to the bye, reevaluate, see where we're at, um, and hopefully have a better end of the season than start. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos, uh, they got the Jets coming up, and then they go to London for a big week uh, facing the Jags out there and then the bye week. So maybe a chance to regroup here in a couple of weeks. We will hear from Russell Wilson. He'll be at the podium live. We'll carry the entire thing uh, live 
He'll just be a, a few minutes, so we're going to say goodbye. But stick around. Russell Wilson will be talking at the podium uh, in just a few minutes. E, thanks for coming yeah, on, man. This was fun, that, huh? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Great, you, man. great catching up with you. We love seeing you on NFL Network, so keep it, keep it going. So uh, that is going to do it for us. The Broncos fall to the L.A. Chargers 19-16 to for Nick Ferguson, Emmanuel Sanders, Todd Davis. I am Phil Milani. This has been Broncos Post Game Live.